If you are having problems getting started in your business, this is the episode for you. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to another episode of In My Own Words. I am your host, Tony R. Sanders. So happy to have you guys here. Look, we got a great episode for you. I'm super excited to talk about getting started in your business. This is something that I have a lot of experience with. First of all, one thing you should know is that I probably get started faster than anybody you know. Like there, there is, there is not a person that I can think of that I hear about going from idea to execution as fast as me. Now, I'm not bragging. Sometimes that's a mistake, right? Sometimes I get started so fast that I skip over some uh, details and I get you know into a thing so deep and then I realize, oh, wait, it would have been nice to have that, right? But we're going to talk about all of that for sure. But one thing I want to say when you're listening to this podcast, I only do the podcast for the feedback, Meaning this, and I sent this in an email out to my email list. If you haven't subscribed to my email list, make sure you do that. I'll make sure I put the link uh, in the show notes. And if you're watching this on social media, Instagram, Twitter, wherever, the link is in my bio. So check it out there. The post or the content piece, the podcast, the video, the, the image, the carousel, the text, whatever, the post is secondary to the comments. Like if there was a way to get comments without a post, I would do that because the the comments underneath is where the real value is in social media. The comments underneath is where the gold is. It's where the magic happens. And so I only do the podcast. I only do a video. I only do a tweet for the reply for the comments. And so when you're listening to the podcast and you, you're thinking, man, I wish I could reach out to him. And some of you guys do. I get Twitter messages, Instagram DMs and text messages from people who actually have my cell phone number. Um, some of you guys do hit me up directly and say, I really, really love this part, this part, and that part. I love that. That's my favorite part of creating content. I love video stuff. I love audio stuff. I enjoy editing. I enjoy posting the content. I get a kick out of it myself, but nothing beats the interaction in the comments. Comments are way better than the actual post itself. The quality of your comments is something that we should all be focusing on. So I wanted to share that message, just a quick little add in to this topic when we're talking about getting started in your business. Now, here is some of my philosophies about getting started. Number one, I always want to do things that scare me a little bit. That means they're outside of my comfort zone. They're probably outside of my circle of knowledge, right? So there's a circle of knowledge of things that we understand and things that we can do well, things we can execute, right? Things that we know a little bit about. And the further out you get from that circle of knowledge, it goes from things that I know I could do well to things that I kind of know about to things that I don't know anything about and to things that I'm not even aware of that I need to know things about, right? So that's kind of how it builds out. Identifying what's within your circle of knowledge is super important, but also identifying those things that are just outside your circle of knowledge that if you go out there, it's going to scare you a little bit because you're in a whole new world and you're not sure how this is going to turn out or you're not sure, you know, all the things you need to do to be successful. 
I love going to that place. I don't live there. I love going to that place, though. The reason why I love going to that place is because when I get there, survival instincts kick in. I'm nervous because I don't know anything. I'm not sure exactly how this is going to go. So what do I do? I start consuming knowledge, consuming information. I start to learn everything there is to know about it. I start to reach out to experts. I start to follow them on Twitter, follow them on Instagram, read their books, their audio books, watch their YouTube videos, sign up for their courses. I start to learn as much as I can. And then I start to do. I start to implement some of the strategies that I'm learning. I start to execute against the knowledge that I have obtained from these experts. And then I have experience and I have data. Now I can take that data. And I know I'm throwing a lot at you. So, you know, write this down. Listen to this a couple of times. I get I get the data. And then when I have the data in my hands, I can learn and then process and prove. Right. What ends up happening is now now my circle of knowledge that was this small becomes this small and then this small and then this small and then this small but in order to do it you have to be able to get started so that's what we're going to talk about we're going to talk about how to get started now there are tons of different ways to get started if you looked it up online how to get started when you're scared you're going to see hundreds of different results on different things to do i'm going to tell you what i do i'm not even going to recommend it to you because it's crazy but i'm going to tell you what i do i have a pattern when it comes to decisions that make me scared i have a pattern of things that i do I pinpoint something that is potentially worse than the thing that I want to do, and I do that thing. I'll give you an example. I knew I wanted to start doing public speaking, and I'd done training and standing up, doing facilitation and different things like that in front of rooms, but I wanted to get up and do keynotes in front of hundreds and thousands of people. I still have this dream and this aspiration. So, When I envisioned myself speaking on all these stages all across the world, it made me nervous. Not I'm not afraid to speak in front of people, but I've never spoken in front of a thousand people at one time about a certain thing. Right. And so I wanted to try to do that. And so my thinking was that's scary. But you know what's even more scarier than that? Doing stand up comedy and stand up comedy. There's an expectation when you're speaking, you're doing a keynote, there's an expectation, too. But, you know, you have one main point and maybe you drive home that point and then follow up with a bunch of supporting points to further drive home your point. And the expectation is to learn a little bit. And for most people, if they learn one thing from your keynote address, they thought it was okay. They thought it was pretty good. They won't say it was bad. They learn one thing. If they learn three things, they think you're amazing. Right. And so I'm like, okay, I could do that. What's even scarier is going on stage trying to be funny because now you have 10, 20, 30, 50, 100 people sitting there saying, okay, make me laugh. Make me laugh. And you can't see the faces. The room is dark. The lights are bright. It's silent. You're the only one talking. You're on stage with a microphone and people are saying, okay, make me laugh. Here's what I knew, though. I knew that if I could conquer that stage, that small little stand-up stage, get up there, and basically my my winning metric was if I can go up there and at least hold people's attention on that stage, I don't know if I'm going to be funny or not. 
But if I could at least hold their attention on that stage, I can speak on any stage across this country and hold people's attention because that's the toughest crowd. That's a crowd that's not, you know, you go to a conference, everybody's here to learn. They paid money to be there. Their companies paid money to send them there. They have to report something back to the organization when they get back. They want to learn, right? They, they want to glean something out of whatever it is you're saying. And so they're going to look for everything. Those people at the comedy club, they do not care. <laughs> they're like, look, Make us laugh and you better hurry up, right? And so I wanted to get on that stage and so I did it. That was scarier than the thing I wanted to do. I did it. I went on stage. It turns out that I can hold people's attention and I was funny and I really enjoyed it. (laughs) And so now I do stand up on a pretty regular, consistent basis. It's one of my favorite pastimes. Some people like to go bowling. Some people like to binge uh, watch shows on Netflix. I like to do stand up. It's just, I don't know how to explain it to you, but it helps keep my my skills sharp when it comes to communication, when it comes to storytelling, when it comes to creativity, connecting with different audiences. It makes all those tools work at the same time, but I never would have done that if I wasn't afraid of speaking on stage in front of thousands of people, right? That's one example. Here's another example of what I do. I worked at a job for five Uh, Yeah, five years, maybe a little bit over five years. And the job had gone in such a way where when I first started working there, it was amazing. And then it got better. And then somehow it got even better. And then for a while, it kind of plateaued. And I was okay with that, right? Because, again, we just... 2x my better it was amazing and then it got even better and then even better so plateauing right there was a pretty good spot to be at and then at a certain point for different reasons it started to wane a little bit right and it started to wane to a point where uh I felt like it was still a great organization I still love the people that are there but it wasn't the right place for me but leaving that place was super, super scary for me because you break out your comfort zone. Again, we're going outside of our circle of knowledge, right? We have this circle of knowledge. I know what the day-to-day looks like here. I know all the players. I know what they expect. I know what the business expect. I know how to drive results in the business. I've had success in the business. Now I'm going to jump out of that circle and venture off in an area where mm, I'm not really sure what the day-to-day looks like. I don't know how success is defined over there. I don't know all the players. I don't know how to drive results for that business yet because I'm not inside. That was a scary thing to do. So one of the biggest things that I've done to get out of that scary zone and push myself out of my comfort zone, I jumped out of an airplane. I know... (laughs) Someone just hit the 15 second rewind button and said, wait, wait, what did he say he did? Yes. To quit my job, I jumped out of an airplane. Listen, I had to break myself of the mentality that that job was everything to me, that that job was my life. Right. There's a cool video going around and it's a, a year, maybe even two years old of Gary Vee. And a lady asked him uh, three words of motivation or encouragement. And he says, you're going to die. And it was funny. It was a candid moment. He even laughed about it. But the brilliance in that statement is that once you put things in that perspective, nothing else matters. Right. And so I was so afraid of leaving this job that it took me realizing what life was about, realizing that, you know what, 
it could get really ugly if something goes wrong jumping out of this plane. <laughs> if something goes wrong with me leaving this job and the place that I land at maybe isn't the greatest place, you can have a rocky landing at a new job and you can go find another job or fix it there or go back to the place where you left from if you still have great relationships, right? But if you have a rocky landing jumping out of a plane, <laughs> that's a different story. And so I literally went to Hawaii. It was for my brother and my sister-in-law their wedding and a part of the pre-wedding adventures <laughs> was us jumping out of an airplane and I and I really wanted to do it because I knew that if I could conquer that fear nothing else mattered I could become relentless in my pursuits because what's the worst that can happen it's not crash landing on your neck in front of your wife and your children in Oahu <laughs> it's not right it's not it's probably, oh, man, you get set back a day or two or a week or two or a month or two. Oh, man, you missed that opportunity to make some money that you can make again based on what you've learned in that opportunity. The results of the worst that could happen were very minimal concern to crash landing at the spot they did Jurassic Park 3. You know what I mean? Like When you put it in that perspective, it doesn't mean as much. So. What I want to tell you about being afraid to get started in your business, number one, identify what makes you afraid. That's a big one. What about this makes me afraid? Uh, Put it into the proper perspective. The way that I do that is by doing something even scarier, but in a non-related field, but even scarier. I don't, you know, suggest you jump out of a plane to quit your job. But what you can do is put it in perspective, right? What's the worst that can happen? Is that worse than me, um, you know, losing an arm? Or is that worse than me uh, not waking up tomorrow? And I know that sounds crazy to think about, but that really works for me. Um, The other thing that you should do is get as much knowledge and information you can about it. You know, the more you learn about something, the less scary it becomes. It's just like my daughter, right? The way the shadow was cast in her room, her coat that had her little teddy bear in it looked like a monster on the wall. The shadow did. But when we turned on the lights and she was able to get closer and she saw that it was her favorite teddy bear tucked inside of her favorite coat, now it's not as scary, Get knowledge. The more knowledge you get, the less scary it will become. And then number four, don't be afraid to do it afraid. People are doing it scared all the time. There are people that are running $100 million businesses, making $100 million decisions, and they're not 100% sure. Right. I've, I've spoken to CEOs of businesses doing over one hundred million dollars and they've told me, hey, you don't need one hundred percent surety to make a decision. If I'm 60, 70 percent sure we're going to go and we're going to do it and we're going to calculate it and we're going to make sure that we understand our risk. We're going to make sure that we understand our goals and what we're trying to achieve, what our key performance indicators are. And we're going to go. So you don't need to be one hundred percent sure. All you need to do is make sure you start. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode. I'll see you next time on In My Own Words. Peace.